Welcome to the Draw Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia. And your host, Janina. And today we have a special guest, Renata. Say hi, Renata. Hi, everyone. So we're going to begin our podcast with our words of affirmation. And today's affirmation says, be good to yourself. You can't wait on anybody else. I don't know who needed to hear that, but I did. (laughs) So yes, be good to yourself. Stop waiting on other people to be good to you. Sis, you cool? Mm. I'm cool. (laughs) I'm cool. Um... I feel like every week you ask me that and I never like really 100% cool. So, I mean, one of these days I'm going to get to 100%, but um, I just been slacking on my self-care. I didn't put my tree up. I got So you needed to hear that affirmation. That was for you. (laughs) (laughs) All the affirmations is for me, honey. (laughs) Yes. But um, I'm trying to get my life together. That's why I say I feel like that's my answer every time. I'm trying to get my life together. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to be 100%. You know what I mean? Just I know one of these days, child. Just try to do your best. What about you, Renata? I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. I'm chilling, you know, just enjoying new life. Okay. Me, I got a lot going on. I'm not even going front. I wasn't going to talk about it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's what's going on. But my dad passed away last Friday. But I'm still trying to process the whole thing, the emotions, everything that's going on with it with family. So I really just don't know where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just trying to get through these weeks and just get through it because I don't know. I don't really know how to process it. That's where I'm at with it. So, yeah. It's an easy thing to do. Um, Mm. Losing a parent and a child are always hard to deal with. It's it's a different level of loss, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, So I never knew my dad, but my grandfather was basically my father. And I lost him December of 2019. And to be honest with you, I miss him every day. It's no... Mm -hmm it's no answer to fix, you know, your healing process. It's a continuing thing. Um, you know, there was family drama and I just stayed out of it. I made the mm-hmm. cho- choice to just not entertain it because the loss itself put such a void in my heart that mm-hmm. I couldn't entertain anything that was just negative. Negative. So yeah. my advice to you is just to stay around positivity, people who love you, um, find your support system during this time um, to hold you up. Uh, because it's, it's not an easy thing. I literally just started feeling like I'm coming back to life after two years of losing my mm-hmm. grandfather. I yeah. totally understand. Yeah, totally that was the, that was awesome advice. Yeah. yeah, I I am so grateful. I have both of my parents, and a lot of and that's the one thing of like being in your 30s and then like going into your 40s. People are losing their parents, mm-hmm. and it was something that I acknowledged, and I was like, wow, I couldn't imagine that law so it's like hey I'm here for you anything you need you know just a just an ear just somebody to check on you because some people they they don't know how to like console someone all you have to do is be there that's it yeah and a lot of people go through their process you can't rush the process 
you can't tell them you should be over it. You should be back to work. You should be this. Yeah. I think it's a I lifelong listen. thing. Yeah. I know. I My mom died when I was 14 and I still go through things with that. And then now I'm like, dad, I don't even have any parents anymore. Like, you know what I mean? At least sometimes I could call my dad, but now I can't even call him. Yep. So it's like a lot to process. That's why I'm like, I don't even really know how to feel. And then I'm going to be honest, trying to process a loss during this pandemic is another layer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. So I went and tried to figure it out. (laughs) We just get up and if you want to cry today, if you want to be okay today, whatever you feeling, just feel it. Yeah. Don't try to be strong. See, I'm against the term strong one one in the family and strong friend. I don't agree with that because that it really a way you being human (laughs) yeah it's it's a lie we say that all the time we do because both of us have this whole thing where we because strength gets you through a lot i'm gonna be honest strength does get you through a lot having a lot of strength doesn't necessarily mean that in every scenario you have to be the strongest person so us being strong women and our strength pushing us through and getting through a lot of things it becomes the default and sometimes it becoming the default means that we are neglected in that moment. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. being strong for other people. But that's something that we have acknowledged as being going into our womanhood. So we're in the process of, you know, we're in the depths of our womanhood. So in your womanhood, it's like, sis, it's okay to be weak. Right. It's okay because I got you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's okay. You can be weak, but we're not going to let you break. You understand? Yeah. So. Like that's something that it is a myth. That's a myth that is being that we've taught ourselves to get through. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we're strong, we're strong, we're strong, we're strong. But like, dude, where you're not always strong. Who's... Where has being strong gotten you? Nowhere. I'm gonna tell you where it got me. Okay, I'm gonna share a little bit of my story. For the past ten years, I have dealt with a huge amount of death. So many that I can't even name the past 10 years. It was so bad for me that between 2013 and 2016, I lost 46 people between family and friends. Wow. Three year period, 46 people. Now me so-called being the strong friend, strong one in family, it was, can you speak? Can you sing? Can you serve? Can you do this? Can you do that? I need you during this time, support me, come here every day and help me. I need you to clean. I need you to do, and so much so that I realized it wasn't until about five years ago that I, I cried for the first time at a service when my when my uncle passed. And I sat there and I did nothing. That was the first time that I did nothing because mm-hmm. people always wanted me to serve and help out. So literally, it was to the point where mentally I lost it. Yeah. I'm to be so strong for everybody else that I was yeah. there for myself. I didn't yeah. know I was for myself because I was so busy helping and doing for everybody else. So for it's me, real. chapter 40 looks like self-love. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we say. Like when yeah. you're in an airplane and they say when that thing drop, you got to put it over yourself first. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's real. real. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm to the point now where I don't even want to go to funerals anymore. Yeah. So that's a, a lot of loss to have to do. And nobody, yeah. nobody ever knew how much loss I had to deal with. So after my grandfather passed, that was it for me. Yeah. I was like, no. And, and you know, it, it's, it's sad because it was a moment where 
Um, my sister lost her grandmom, who was like a grandmom to me. She lived next to us for about 20 years. And she died December 1st last year. And I would not even answer the phone. I didn't want to be any parts of it. Like, I just couldn't deal with another death. Yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And Woo. I got to check on So, yeah. All right. I mean, grief is not, to me, it's not talked about enough. It's not, you know, they people aren't taught like grief is something that you have to process because if you do not process it then you will acquire unhealthy traits you know I do know people are like I just don't go to funerals I just don't go to funerals but a lot of times it stem from you know a death that they maybe didn't grieve and that other person funeral is going to like force them they feel like it's going to force them to grieve a previous person but you have to give yourself time space to grieve and it could be anywhere. And you can't over-spiritualize it. Like, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, no. you can't tell me, oh, let God fill the void. And you can't over-spiritualize it for me. It's a process. It's hurt. It's hurt, period. Yeah. Like, it's hurt. You you can't bring the person back. That's the only thing that will resolve that hurt. You're right. And it's exactly. not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So you like, I just got to, I got to deal with the hurt in that moment, process it, cry. Once I feel a little better, I move on to the next moment. And I may have it again. So we got to stop saying when somebody have similar situations, I know how you feel. You don't. You don't. No, you you don't. You definitely don't know how I feel. My grandfather is totally different than your relationship with your father. Right. It ain't the same. Yeah. Yeah. I usually say I couldn't imagine. (laughs) Like I couldn't imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't know how it feels. Mm -hmm. I'm not you. I, I couldn't imagine yeah but it's it's a lot mm-hmm. it really is oh i like that joint um wish your oh i like that joints renata all right somebody gonna have to go first <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so this is just a segment where we discuss anything that we've been filling like a movie a tv show a mu- music like a song an album a podcast anything that you've recently been filling within the last week or so so um, I recently started watching this show. I heard people talking about it a long time ago called Made on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I recently started watching that. I thought it was good. Some of it, you know, because I overanalyze things too much. But <laughs> um, some of it is like, okay, you shouldn't have did that. But um, I think it it presented how poverty um, is can be connected to um, mental mental illnesses and how it also could be connected to like trauma and abuse so I thought Mm -hmm. that was good because that's not really presented a lot because a lot of people think like well you know go get a job do this and so she's like so I have to have a job in order to get daycare assistance but I can't get a job because I don't have nobody to watch my kid so (laughs) it was just like a crazy how the system is set up like you have to have a job in order to qualify for the assistance, but you don't have anybody to watch your kid to get the job. Right. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I did hear about it, but I never, I never really knew what it was about. But it's yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's just a, it's a scripted show, but it's surrounded by a young girl who has a small child, and you know she was like in an abusive relationship, and she's trying to, you know, move forward in her life, but it's like all these setbacks, basically. Oh, God. Yeah, I haven't been watching um, much TV. I think 
the last thing that I watched was Station 19, uh, the firefighter TV show. Oh, oh okay. TV show. Yeah. yeah. It's a TV show. Um, one of the characters named Dean Miller, child, he is about six foot feet of chocolate, <laughs> not during the heaven, and they just killed him off the show. So I was devastated. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, and he's a Leo like me, so I was like, oh, not "Oh, Leo! Oh, no, you a Leo?" Oh, okay. <laughs> so so yeah. that's you only got one. Oh, I like that drawing, Janina, or you got another one? Oh yeah, that's my only. I like that drawing. All right, so my oh, I like that drawings is uh the Pastor Mike playlist. He did a whole playlist of all the Pastor Mikes that he did for the year. So it was it's really on, good. Where's it at? It's on, uh, I believe it's on all platforms. But let me, don't quote me on it. But I listened to it on Spotify. Oh, <laughs> or okay. I, I might have listened. No, I listened to it on Apple Music because I don't really use Spotify like that. I use oh, yeah, and I don't have Apple, Apple Music. music. And I, then my other, oh, I like that joint is I bought these seasonings called Kirkland's from, um, I had been seeing them like, because I watch a lot of cooking shows and stuff. And I had been seeing people use them, but I just bought some wood fire garlic and some red garlic and so good. So, so, so good. So. Red garlic is spicy? It's not spicy, but it is a different flavor. I can't really explain it. But the wood fire one is really good. Really, really good. And they sell them at Walmart. They're not expensive. So. I do have something that I, I watched in the last week yesterday um, I'm big on Philly podcasts I love to listen to the Philly podcast so um, I know someone who has a podcast called the big exclusive podcast I don't know if you ever heard of it but um, it, it he has uh, it's, uh, three guys on there one of them is a comedian named Top Flight and then there was another guy named Angry Allhead but it's funny and they talk about all different types of topics um, they always give shout outs to different entrepreneurs and stuff on the show so and it's called what? The Big Exclusive Podcast. Okay. I'm going to check them out. Uh, which platform do you listen to them on? Um, he normally plugs it on social media. I watch it through Facebook or um, he does it on something else too. I can't think of it. But he's all over on all platforms under Big the Big big Exclusive. You can find him. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'm always yeah. up to listen to a new podcast. Yeah, me and too. then don't call me white girl. You know she started one. I don't know what the name of her is. podcast. She was don't on Million Dollar Game. Million Dollar Game. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Don't call me white girl. Um, okay. That's the name of her podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they 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 let her. Did they let her? Go, they just let her go, or she was just trying out when she was on Million Dollar Worth a Game. Um. From what I'm seeing, they moved on. You know, she yeah. probably had I, her set, you know, episodes that she was supposed to do. And then they moved on and got bigger and they start bringing. I think they wasn't trying to split that check three ways. <laughs> yeah. Or four ways, because wasn't Tony the closer on there for a little while, too? So I think, but I think when they got to deal with bar stools, it was just um, Gilly and. Dumb, um, yeah, them too. Yeah. And what, whatever his name is. Wallow. Wallow. What you call him? Whack. Whack. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. What did you buy this week? 
from Amazon, any other internet places, or did you go to the store? Mm. I'm still going Christmas gifts. Okay. You said you went to the supermarket? <laughs> well, that's a necessity. You got to go to the supermarket. I wish. I'm an Amazon shopper and I don't I stopped celebrating Christmas like 10 years ago. So. I was just about to ask you if you celebrated Christmas. No, not in the form that you know people do spending money and buying gifts. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not doing Christmas. So. And maybe that's because I don't have any kids. I don't know. You know, yeah. maybe I would do a tree and get all into it, but yeah, no, me either. I yeah, did I'm... I did buy like special people which is like maybe two or three no i'm lying i brought all my friends against and and my boyfriend that's it nobody you kept christmas small this year i did but i didn't do any decorations i didn't wrap anything oh okay so okay it's not like here go your christmas gift wrapped in christmas wrap no so yeah don't feel bad. I'm hearing that a lot. A lot of people who celebrate, like, I didn't even put up a tree. I just don't feel like it this year. Yeah, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. So, but I did go to the mall yesterday. And um, this is my first time going to the mall in Georgia. What mall you went to? Cumberland Mall. Oh. Um, It was okay. I just realized, like, I don't like the hustle and bustle anymore. So I was in and out. Like it was just too much. Plus, plus it's the holidays. So yeah, I oh. really, I really can only do it if I have hip. Like if I don't have headphones on and I'm able to like listen to a podcast or something, then it's hard for me to like enjoy it because <laughs> I'm like I got to be distracted. But um, I haven't been to the mall. I I don't like I the them. mall. Like, I hate the mall. I'm more of a one Ross, TJ Maxx, and the Lone Store. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not a, I, I hate them all. Mall. It's not for me. So, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I I do hate them all as well, but I do have to. When we're done, I need to go and get Ava's teacher some stuff. So only bought like her regular teacher. I bought him like a mug, but I'm just like they all probably get mugs. Probably like yeah, twenty they mugs. Do. <laughs> they do. They probably never use. Right. So I don't know. I might try to find something else. But um, where are you going to go? I was going to go to Ross. I mm-hmm. might go to Burlington because that's where I had gotten his mug from. I think we was in Burlington. Okay. But, um, I don't know. We was in Didi's last night. That's where I got her outfit from. Oh. Did you ever go to the Didi's out there? No, I was telling Eric about it. He like, I never heard of it. He never heard of DD's or he never heard of what's the other one called? City Trends. City Trends. He like, I never heard of that. So yeah, 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 yeah. They they are, I think they're originally from the South and then he came up here. Because okay. the only DDs I do know is one is one near me. That when before it came here, before it came to Penrose, I never heard of it either. But I think um my si- my sister in law or something was saying about city trends and she in North Carolina so yeah yeah I don't need anything so I'm not going no time soon anyway I got enough junk that I need to still take to the uh, goodwill <laughs> 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 so you gotta hit this join up so Renata is going to talk about her small business that she has so um I have a clothing brand. 
that supports uh, people who were diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. Um, their acronyms and their, uh, I took the time to redefine what it means to inspire and encourage the community. So for HIV is human inspirational vessel. And then for AIDS is advocates intentionally destroying stigmas because I wanna get rid of the stigma that's attached to people having HIV and AIDS. Um, the reason I became an advocate is because my best friend was diagnosed 13 years ago and I didn't like the stigma and how people treated her when she was diagnosed. So, you know, God gave me those acronyms to start the clothing line to kind of bridge the gap, to kind of bring the conversations to the dinner table that we need to have between the people who are positive and the people who are negative and spend more time talking about safe sex and making sure you're getting tested regularly and you know your status and you understand um, how the panels work and how the testing works. Right. Um, those are a lot of things that people don't understand. So um, when I wear the clothes and like the H, the I and the V is in red, it kind of stands out and makes people want to ask questions about it. And then we can, you know, have a conversation and I can share information that they don't know. Um, because most people, when they think about HIV and AIDS, they think about the movie Philadelphia. And, you know, we're far from yeah, <laughs> that. Definitely. It's yeah. not a death sentence anymore. And, you know, my best friend, she's married to a man who's negative and all their kids are negative, you know? So there's life after your di diagnosis. And that's something that she always goes out and speaks about um, to encourage women who, or, or people period, who are diagnosed with HIV. So where can people purchase your items from? So <laughs> I was, uh, um, I'm, I'm in uh, IG jail right now. So I don't even know. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know like how it works. Like this is the first time they got me. So I don't know if you can go to my page or not, but I'm under Philly Joinpreneur under Facebook and Instagram. And the links are there in my bio and you can purchase um, some gear to support. You don't have to have HIV to support this brand. Um, by supporting, though, if you don't, you're saying that you're willing to get tested. That's, I don't want you to just buy the merch. I want you to buy it and then commit to, it's a movement, commit to you getting tested and knowing your status. And if you're negative, staying negative. So. Okay, cool. But you also have the Philly Joinpreneur shirts, right? I do have the Philly Joinpreneur shirts. They're in my um, bio as well. You know, okay. that's, a, that's a movement to push entrepreneurship in Philadelphia. You know, um, to, you, you can wear the brand and then people automatically ask, oh, you're a Philly Joinpreneur, what you do? You know, because people know what that means to be okay. from Philly. And then Joinpreneur is just an entrepreneur with our signature word, join in front of Join, right. Okay, I got to get one of those. I keep saying You're saying it. the website has your the link to your, you're saying the Instagram has a link to your website? Yes, it should be in the link tree, but I don't know because they blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what's going on right now with um with Instagram. Oh, how yeah, long did they say they was going to block you? They didn't tell me how long. It's been almost two weeks now. Did you go live? No, I didn't. I made a comment on a friend's uh, page who has a large platform, and they had been bothering him and and you know messing around with his page. So I left a comment joking with him. He's a friend of twenty years, and um I made a comment joking with him, and they. They ban me. <laughs> Create another page. You gotta have backup pages on all these platforms now. Plus, mm -hmm. they still in pages, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. 
it's a lesson learned but (laughs) yeah so the horoscope this week is for scorpio you know a lot of scorpios renata um maybe three or four (laughs) okay so my best friend is a scorpio so for love, surprise your partner by doing something they would never expect you to do, Scorpio. New tech advancements come into your love life via the Mercury-Uranus <laughs> trine at the start of the week. So don't hesitate to embrace new concepts and advice. Your love life improves a lot when you agree to do things a little differently. For health, you might have suffered recent setbacks where your health is concerned. However, These should end pretty soon. Be patient for now. If you have an injury to a part of your body that makes it hard to exercise, make a point of rehabilitating that first of all. Work at it slowly and do what you can do to get it functioning properly. Take your time. And for money, you have a lot of powerful energy helping you achieve your goals and build financial security for your family this week. The cosmos is providing you with opportunities to expand your work knowledge by learning a lot more on the job so you can charge more the next time around. Pay attention to what you can use. Since the planets are getting along famously, you have the ingredients for success at hand. Okay, Scorpio. Do I know? I don't, yeah, only know one. One that I could think of. I probably know more, but right now I can't think. All right. So current events, uh, Renata, do you have anything going on in the community that you're doing right now for like your um, advocacy? Um, right now, no. My next event will that I'll be doing in the community will be um, Fathers or Dope Period is a hashtag on Instagram that you can search where um, people give donations for me to take the time to honor dads because I feel like um, Mother Day rolls around and it's something on every corner being sold, you know, honoring dads and I mean, moms, but when dads, when Father's Day come around, it's like crickets for the dads and we don't spend time honoring the dads who are here and taking care of their children and doing what they're supposed to do. Um, But I don't single out the ones who are not either. I sing out cards and give out cards to them all because if I be honest, every mother is not a great mother. Some mothers are toxic. Some mothers left their kids and the dads end up raising them by themselves. And we don't spend enough time talking about that because that's the thing too. You know, it's it's not not one-sided in my eyes because when you look around in um, adoption agencies, clearly mom, dad, nobody was there. You know what I'm saying? Or you look around and some grandparents are raising kids because mom or dad wasn't there. Um, So- To me, I don't I don't pick sides, and I feel there's a need um, to honor to honor men out there to encourage them. So, um, which what's the hashtag again? Fathers are dope. Period. And a word period is spelled out. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. So, if you guys want to support that movement, follow the hashtag. And like she said, she's taking donations, and on Father's Day or leading up to Father's Day, right? You give right. out cards. I start the day after Mother's Day. I started going to the stores, buying cards, accepting donations. Um, Because I don't live in Philly anymore, I mail the cards back to Philly um, and um, get them out to the different, you know, people. So if if a guy wants one, send me your address and I'll mail it out to you. Okay, that's cool. So So we're going to get into our episode topic, which is HIV and AIDS awareness. Um, So... 
me personally, I do have friends and family who um, are positive, but I'll say that one of one of the one of my cousins who she's like an advocate and she's not afraid to tell people like her status. But the other people that I know, it's like a scary thing for them. It's like they don't want people to know because it is still a stigma attached to it. And, you know, people judge. So are they newly diagnosed? Because sometimes. No, they're they're not. No. Some people just make the decision not to be the face of it. And that's understandable, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I had an aunt. So my aunt passed away in the 90s from AIDS. But growing up like I had we had no like I was young so I had no idea she passed away I think I was 13 Mm -hmm. but I didn't find out that she had AIDS until like weeks before she passed away so she she was living with I don't know because it was the 80s when she contracted it so I don't know if like she initially contracted HIV and you know because I was a child but it was just something that our family never really talked about. That's my grandmother, my grandmother told me like some stories maybe a couple of years ago about like what happened before she got diagnosed, like what made her go. She was like engaged to this guy. She was engaged to this guy and they had a baby. This was 80. I was three. This was like 84. Mm-hmm. They had a baby and the baby died at six months. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I was four. I remember, so like we were talking about earlier about funerals and stuff. That was my first funeral. So I remember, I I have like vivid memories of his funeral, of him laying in a casket with all white on. But again, you know, babies die, you you know, I don't know. But um, I do remember that like after the baby died, him and her were no longer together anymore. And then I think he died like maybe four years after that. Wow. So she died, she died in 95, I think. And then, so I'm, I'm assuming that she contracted it right before she got pregnant. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I know the people in my family who died from it. We were always told that they had something else like, oh, he died mm-hmm. from cancer. Oh, yeah. they died from that. It was, it was never honesty until I grew mm-hmm. up and became an adult and learned more about it. Then I'm like, I put yeah. two and two together. Yeah. And you know what was so crazy? What was so crazy was that after we found out that that's what she had, then that's when stories started to being told like, oh, well, he told it was so crazy because remember those story, those books, was it the DL books? Remember, it was like, yeah, yeah, Eric Jerome Dickey. So in the book, (laughs) I remember one of the guys who got HIV, um, told his wife like oh he had sex with a prostitute or whatever they were like just tell her you had sex with a prostitute in vegas Mm. that was like in the story and it was so ironic because that was the story was that the guy my my aunt's fiance the the story was that he had sex with a prostitute in atlantic city wow (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. but like i said afterwards knowing like the knowledge that i had of like you know mannerisms and stuff and i was like oh well he was kind of a little feminine back in the day but you know the 80s people was like a dragonist so yeah yeah. but yeah wow but 
So people normally contract HIV first. The reason they um, are considered an aged patient is because their viral loads drop under 200. Once your viral load right. drops under 200, you're considered an AIDS patient. So right. um, back in the day when people died and they said that they died from AIDS, it was like um, literally a lot of people didn't want to deal with the stigma and stop taking the medication. And they mm -hmm. had just died than to be treated the way that they were treated. Um, right. And a lot of times too, they pass from, um, co uh, you'll hear people say they pass from complications of AIDS, meaning mm -hmm. something else happened like they had pneumonia, another yeah. mm -hmm. condition came along during the process of their dying process for them to die. So basically um, that's what that is. Um, but nowadays, it's not a death sentence anymore. Like I said earlier, you can't you can't die from um, HIV unless you decide to stop taking your medicine and taking care of yourself. That's what early detect detection. Some people may ignore their symptoms, and you know, by the time that they are diagnosed, you know, it's too late. Like some people are just like, right? They avoidant. don't want to face it. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid well, it. people don't want to get tested. That's the thing. So it's like, if you don't know you have it, then you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. But that's why it's so important to get tested and then understanding the testing. Like, so people don't understand that the testing has a window period or incubate, incubation period, some people call mm -hmm. it. So basically, if I went out and I had sex on um, April 1st, and mm -hmm. I try to run to the doctor's April 2nd and I get tested and it says I'm negative. You think, oh, I'm good. Even though right. I slept my last night. Isn't it like six no. months? No, it's three. So three, that okay. covered January, February, and March, that testing. So whatever I did last night is not covered in that testing. So now I have to wait another three months, get tested again. And you should continue to get tested because sometimes things can lay dormant in your system. Right. And not even know that you have it. That's why it's so important to get tested. It's also important to know the testing in your state because they vary. For the most part, most panel testings do not have HIV, um, herpes, uh, HPV, and like two other things on there. So you specifically have to say, can you test me for this, that, 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 and the third? Because when right. you go and you say test me for everything, normally that's like gonorrhea, syphilis, trichoma. Like they don't they don't do herpes. They don't do HIV unless right. you specifically ask for it. So unless I, you're or unless you're pregnant. Right. And when I when I um what I did here down in Atlanta is it's on the panel for HIV down there because the rate is so high. So high. Right. So you don't have to ask for it down there. But in Philadelphia, you gotta ask for it. Right. So well, yeah, too, but I know, well, it, I think it my gynecologist, when I go, she always asks me, do I want to get tested? But also for me, because I'm a transplant recipient, I do get tested because they don't know in the beginning, like you get this, this person's organs. organs and they did test it before, but like you said, but he just contracted it right before right, he passed. Right you you don't know so I, I I'm constantly getting tested and even you know once the time pairs up I'm still going to request because you just never know so but you know what that also is interesting because I wonder if they give you the medication for you know how like when a rape victim or whatever like they give them the medication to try to prevent them from catching HIV I wonder if they give the organ recipient that 
prior to getting to Oregon? No, they don't. Hmm. They just do a whole lot of testing and retesting and test again to make sure. But again, like I said, six months from now, it might show up because you don't know what that person did, you know? So, yeah. And then we also have like um, pills to prevent. So um, there's PrEP and there's PEP. PrEP, PEP is... PrEP is like the birth control of HIV. You know, you can take that pill, you know, every day or whatever to prevent yourself. It's in like a 99% reduced rate of of getting HIV. And then um, PEP is like the plan B of HIV. Mm -hmm. So like if you do slip up and you think that you slept with somebody and you did it unprotectedly and they don't, they they may Mm -hmm. have HIV within uh, 72 hours 42, is it? 48 to 72 hours you okay. should go and you should take that pill um to try to prevent from getting um hiv so there are a lot of things out there um you know to to prevent it um like i mentioned earlier my best friend and her husband are in a serial discordant relationship which means one person is negative and one person is positive it is a movement amongst the hiv community called you equals you undetectable means equals untransmittable so when you're undetectable um and you're not like the virus is not showing up in your system basically you can get tested over and over and it's not showing up and it's not showing up so much that you won't transmit it to somebody because you've been undetectable so literally my best friend and her husband their youngest child they had that baby the good old-fashioned way like anybody else makes the baby and he does not have hiv he continues to get tested and she continues to take her medicine every day same time and she never gave it to him and her their youngest son doesn't have hiv either now at the time she could not breastfeed because that's one of the ways that you can um, give it to the child now Mm -hmm. listen that is changing soon I have a friend named Cece. Yes, she's very open about it. She's undetectable. She just had a baby. She's breastfeeding. She's not the only one. There's a couple other women in the community who are now, who have been undetectable for years, who are now breastfeeding. And as of so far, the babies are not getting, one lady, I think her daughter is four years old and she breastfed the whole time and she's she's not getting it. So, But that uh, has to be if they're undetectable, right? Yeah. Right. As long as they're undetectable, it's probably undetectable in the breast milk. Right, right. Okay. Because I mean, when they receive donor breast milk, they test it. Mm-hmm. And so if the person is undetectable, like they wouldn't know if, you know, the person who gave it to them mm-hmm. was positive if they're undetected anyway. But that had, the breastfeeding part hasn't been approved yet by the CDC. But then yeah. it takes a while because even before you equals you, my best friend had, had her son and with her husband unprotectedly. And we knew that she was undetectable and she wasn't giving it to him. But we had to wait for them to approve it. So they'll sit back and they'll watch and people will continue to have babies that are undetectable and breastfeed. And if it looks good for a while, then they'll go ahead and they, they'll probably pass it soon. So let me ask you a question about the PrEP and the PEP. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because I didn't know about the PEP until recently, but I see commercials for the PrEP all the time. Mm -hmm. But do you think people are really using it? Yes. Um, I was on, I'm I'm a part of a lot of different groups on Mm -hmm. social media. So it's funny to me because people will DM me. When I first started being an advocate, they DM me like, are you HIV positive? Because you 
you know, you're a part of this group or that group. And now I'm <laughs> part of like the herpes community. People are hitting me up like, do you have herpes? You starting to talk about that now. But too. how can people <laughs> ask you that? Like, what is going well, on? Well, the funny thing is I, I asked them right back. Do you have HIV? Do you right. Have are you getting yeah. tested? I'm glad you want to know my business, but let's know your business too. Because I do go live every six months and get tested live for HIV. And, and I get tested, you know, all the time for, for everything. So... It's funny to me that people want to know that, but it's just like, you need to know your own stuff. Right. You need to make sure you're good. So anyway, I'm a part of one of these groups on Facebook and this guy literally, he takes everything. He takes the shots, the pills to prevent uh, um, HPV. He takes the prep for HIV. He takes, like he just did a post the other day and it's not funny. It's good that he's protecting himself, but he literally takes everything. They came out with like some type of shot or pill to stop people from getting gonorrhea. He just ordered that. He takes everything. Wow. It's a shot to prevent HPV or the vaccine? Um, The vaccine for HPV. He does. Oh. Yeah. So, but every all the stuff that's coming out, some things are pills, some things are vaccines, some things are are, are shots. But any and everything that comes out, he takes it. Well, prevent. that's yeah. But you know what? That's so crazy because like the pep, I, like I said, I only knew about it from like the rape victim perspective. Like they give it to them, you know, if they've been raped. But I mean. It should be pushed along with the plan B because if you need a plan B, then that means that right. you, you, have you have protected sex. sex. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. But this, darn. this is why we have to have these conversations. This is why I'm a safe sex advocate and I create platform my platform for that because most people create pa- platforms and they talk about sex and how good it feels and the pleasures of it, but nobody's talking about the, the safe being safe with it and the preventions you know right. so that's yeah. why I spend a lot of time talking about it on my platform because we need to know what's out there and what's going on and then it allows people who actually have um contracted the STD to speak about what it's like to have one you know how to prevent it you know how life goes on and you still can bag a shorty after the fact you just got to be <laughs> careful and there's certain you know precautions you have to take yes. Um, with it and then I also I redefine it what STD means you know people look at it and say sexually transmitted disease and I look at it and I say support the diagnosis right okay. <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta change the narrative yes. it's not there's right. always going to be a stigma associated with it and people turning up their nose and not getting tested but I also feel like the whole process of when you get tested also needs to change because that that's why a lot of people don't want to do it because it's like a whole process and then like the whole waiting and even though I know you have to wait but it's still just like the whole process could just be a lot so I think that needs to be tweaked a little bit too so well they have um the rapid tests with HIV now so you can depending on where you go and what testing they're using you can get the rapid test done but even in doing it like you still got to watch the window period because some of the rapid tests are a two-week window period they can be as early as two weeks but as late as three months so you still have to be careful with the testing but you can get a result back immediately um with the with the rapid for HIV um and then I know for herpes you have to to get a good answer you have to go through the blood work because right. in the mouth is not accurate enough so yeah I, I just I just know for me like I have gotten a rapid test before mm-hmm. but I mean just sitting there waiting and thinking 
And I'm like, in my mind, I know I didn't do anything, but it's like, it could have happened this time. You know what I mean? It's just a lot (laughs) associated with it. Here's something to help you with that. I used to be terrified to to get tested. One, I hated needles. So whether it was a poke or the actual needle they stuck in my own, I I just hated it. Um, I had to learn to look at it like this. I need to add it into my schedule. Like I schedule to go to work and schedule to go to the gym and schedule to do this. I need to schedule testing and make it an important part of my life and not be fearful of it. I had Mm -hmm. to break the fear by doing it. So my thing is this, if I'm not sexually active, it's every six months. If I am sexually active, it's every three months. And I made it a part of my schedule. And because I make it a part of my schedule, I'm never scared on what the response is going to be because I always do it. I always get tested. And I don't allow myself to really like think about, well, what if it lay dormant in my system, whatever. I get tested. I've been doing this for years. You know what I'm saying? Like I make sure I use condoms when I do have sex and and all that. So I just, I change how I think about it. You know what I'm saying? And in order to not psych myself out during that waiting time of of getting nervous and waiting to hear results, I already told myself, oh, it's coming back negative. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I already told myself because I know I'm going and I'm getting tested and I know that I'm not um, and there's nothing against anybody who does choose to have risky behaviors, but I know I'm not having risky behaviors and the people right. I do decide to sleep with are not, to my knowledge, having risky behaviors. And I'm also asking them for their test results. So that's another thing. If yeah. we just pull back for a minute before we even decide to have sex with somebody, like, are we asking them about their results or are we asking them about their past history? If somebody doesn't want to talk to you about who they've been sleeping with, then you don't need to sleep with me. I think a lot of it just has to do with shame and um judgment because i know that i i know i don't get tested as frequently as i should um but i don't know i i uh i don't know i just look at it like well i have the same sex partner i shouldn't have to get tested but also it's like you never know so because you just said that yeah i was married and most of the people that i know Oh, she wasn't she was married engaged. to him? No. Oh, no. engaged. But yeah, she was engaged. My cousin was married to a yeah. pastor, and he knew he had it. Wait, yeah. I might know your cousin, because I know it's a lady that wrote a book and speak out about... <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin. Really? That's my cousin, yeah. I've met her before. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin. The older lady. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes, that's how like active I, I am in the community. So yes, you can't... You should not... And I tell everybody, single, married, or complicated, you need to always know your individual status. You know, being married, you should not feel content enough to say, I trust my partner, and then, like, it's cool, and I don't have to get tested. You should always get tested and know your status. Because let me show you something else that happened. Y'all get tested, y'all get married, and then say herpes was laying dormant in one of your systems. So your risky behavior from years ago, now you transfer a herpes to somebody your, your partner and they think you cheated well you know mm. you didn't cheat but it was laying there and because you weren't getting tested on a regular you know and then you get with somebody else and you get married you think the person gave it to you when really with herpes you can't track back who gave it to you you got a better chance with hiv tracking back who gave it to you but with herpes you can't tell where where it really came from because it's mm. in contact right you know and you don't have to have sex to get it you know kids have herpes they 
rub up against another kid's skin and, during an outbreak and they can get it. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to consider all that when it's time to really like get tested. You should do it and make it a part of your regular schedule, no matter if you're single or married. Also, here's another thing. People love tattoos. If that tattoo person is not clean enough and sticks you with a needle that has some old blood up in it or something, you can contract it that way because the blood yeah. is not confined inside the needle. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that that'd be my dad whole thing about like him being against <laughs> him getting being against tattoos. And I was like, you when you get a tattoo, you're supposed to watch them open up a brand new needle. Right. But and people, put it in there. People they careless. <laughs> You said they they do the house parties with the tattoo parties. Yes, tattoo parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta watch the blood being in the Vaseline and like it's just yeah. it's so many different things that people aren't aware of. They just think, oh, I can just get it through sex. You gotta be careful with a lot of things. And to mm-hmm. be honest, um, I, I'm gonna talk about this because a lady from another um country had like DM me and was like, why do lesbians think that they can't get HIV? Because they can. Mm, wow. It's, it's safe sex across the board. Everybody yeah. has to get tested for this. Yeah. They know that they can. Right. But why why would lesbians think that they can't? Because it's... I don't... I don't that's weird. But, but okay. you know, we, we, once a month, we all deal with the same thing that comes out of us. And if you, you know... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot with... Um, with it it's a lot of information but i think like i said we need to spend more time talking about um having safe sex you know world aids day was just december 1st so a lot of times you know for the month of december and and a little bit of november a lot of advocates are spending time on podcasts and talking to people and bringing more awareness um to hiv and aids right that's why we wanted to have you on before December was out so that we could talk about this and bring awareness to it because like you said it's not talked about enough people are still ignorant to it they don't get tested and it just it needs to be talked about more and accepted more because it's a part of life like and I also feel like women so frequently we're scared to speak up for ourselves and it's like I know many people who know that their partner is sexually active with other women mm-hmm. and sometimes other men well y'all this is listen it's easier for a man to give you hiv than it is for a woman to give to a man right oh, yeah so you exactly. really gotta be careful yeah oh yeah the brothers so, out there really need to be getting tested <laughs> you right. really so need- that's what i'm saying so if you know that he's sleeping with other women mm-hmm. and could possibly be sleeping with other men if you go and deal with him, you need to protect yourself, period. Right. Right. Yeah. You definitely do. And get tested. If that's what you want to deal with, like get tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. But for me, because like I said, I gotta I get tested every month. It's still, I guess I gotta get to the point where it don't scare me anymore. But I right. still because <laughs> I still get I, I still get scary so right I don't because you know about stuff laying dormant it, it's just anxiety if you already have anxiety then it's a lot to like because you always think of the worst scenarios right yeah yeah and that's that's what I do I think of the worst scenarios so yeah. I do have to get to the point where like I'm like 
it's going to be it's going to be negative so right especially no you you knowing your status like you you should become more confident I guess like yeah well I know I passed I know I passed <laughs> right yeah so. so okay so let's do um we're gonna do Renata we have this um game that we play with our guests it's called this or that John and this is a Philly edition okay okay so I just have different categories and you just tell me which one is the one that you prefer Okay. So for breakfast, scrapple, turkey, bacon, or sausage? <laughs> sausage, okay. Cheesesteaks, Ishka Bibbles, Max's, or De La Sandro's? De La Sandro's. <laughs> <laughs> so for snacks, water ice, Philly pretzel, or hers chips? Ooh, that's a tough one because sour cream and onion chips is my favorite but i'm gonna take the soft pretzels get me every time (laughs) give me all three because they all go together really really good no i'm serious give me all three okay so rappers meek mill beanie siegel or cassidy beanie i know that's right that's what i would have said yeah we are we all the same age sports teams eagles sixers or phillies Eagles. They all so trash. Like, no, the Phillies not. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> the L, the sub, or the bus? <laughs> Nowadays? <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> but if I had to choose back in the day, the L. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the gallery, Franklin Mills or King of Pressure? Franklin Mills. Okay, that's it. <laughs> really, I I like. I think Franklin Mills is where I could find clothes. I'm six foot one, uh, like 150 pounds. So finding long pants and all that, I could always go up to Franklin Mills and find everything I always needed. But the gallery, that was for people who were shaped, I guess, normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, they read yeah, you know the what? gallery. What is it called now? Fashion district. Fashion district. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tall a- people are. Yeah. Tall people, especially tall women, they I'm don't get no respect. 37 inseam. Mm. I high waist and I'm nothing but legs. So wow. yeah, all women don't get no. But I heard that Megan Thee Stallion, I think he, she has a fashion nova line that's for taller, taller oh, women. Yeah. But I wonder, does it fit the curvy of tall women? Because I'm like probably. But fa- oh, you straight I up and fashion, down. Oh, you straight up and down. I was gonna say because fashion nova is more for curvy women. I feel like because I don't have. No but yeah, but that is a struggle because my daughter is tall and slim as well, and so like. It, it is a struggle, but for kids, they do have, they, they're starting to have more slim and skinny uh, style stuff. There's a, a jean place called Buckle, but you're going to spend about $80, $90 for a pair of jeans. Like, Buckle has my inseam, but I got to pay for one pair of jeans, about 80 And they last me, don't get me wrong, they last me for 10 years. Like, when I went back oh, and okay. recently started buying jeans again, they was like, you ain't use your card in 10 years. I said, that's because I bought a bunch of jeans back then, and they lived oh, wow. for 10 years. So, they're good jeans. That's you quality. Know? I wouldn't recommend getting the ones that have holes in them, you know. Are they in oh, Philly? Right. Where are they located at? Um, Buckle is all over. You can find them um, uh, in different malls. Okay. Uh, the one I used to have to travel to was about two hours away from Philly, but they oh, had wow. one in Jersey, but they just didn't carry the extra, extra long jean that I needed. Okay. So. All right. We're going to close our podcast like we always do with our lyrics. So do you have your lyrics, Renata? Yes, <laughs> I guess. 
I just don't want to say the same thing that y'all say. So I'm going to let y'all go first. <laughs> She's so crazy. Because I got backup. I got backup lyrics just in case. I want to say the same thing. And I know the most famous song of it all. One of us was thinking it. So we'll see if somebody says it. I think y'all said that a couple weeks ago on one of y'all podcasts. So we'll we'll see if y'all say it. All right. My lyrics are I they're from um I keep by Jill Scott. And the ones I chose says I keep moving forward, pressing forward, striving further. I keep on laughing, keep on living, keep on loving. I keep on dreaming, keep on achieving, keep on believing. I keep smiling when I come through and I cry when I need. I picked those lyrics because they relate to this topic. Like if you do, you know, get a diagnosis, you could come back from it. And then also with everything that's going on in my personal life, I got to keep it moving. Go ahead. Mine's is from Doop Lauren Hill classic album um (laughs) girls you know you better watch out some guys some guys are only about that thing that thing that thing (laughs) (laughs) guys you know you better watch out some girls some girls are only about that thing that thing that thing that thing Mm-hmm. and i thought y'all was gonna do tlc don't go chasing that was good no. yeah that is good but that wasn't my song so my <laughs> song is old school eric sermon did a song okay. called safe sex and mm-hmm. he said and if you're down with safe sex ladies and if you're down with safe sex fellas and if you and if you're down with safe sex all night scream all right like I'm all right down with safe sex scream all right i'm down with it so yeah i thought y'all was gonna do tlc waterfalls though i said let me have no, a girl we'd be thinking too and too deep into no, it yeah no that's that's too easy that was too easy <laughs> TLC waterfalls. Mm-hmm. So again, tell the people where they can find you at and follow you at Renata. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or even I think I'm on TikTok under Philly John Panor. Okay, cool. So make sure you guys check her out. She's doing a lot of advocacy and things for the community. And so follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and all that good stuff. And we will catch you guys next week. Make sure you get tested and know your status. Yes. We're out. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore join underscore podcast. On Twitter at W underscore the J and on TikTok at the join a podcast don't forget to ask the join sending your listener letters to the join pod at gmail.com B-Y-E. <laughs>